0: Introduction When Eric Bentley published 30 Years of Treason some 30 years ago, America was still in the throes of Vietnam, a war whose many casualties included memory. Though Vietnam was nothing if not in part a byproduct of congressional witch hunts, no one in state or defense would ever again risk being crucified for losing any part of Asia, the heyday of the House Committee on Un-American Activities already seemed like ancient history. In Hollywood, the blacklist was over, and one of those jailed for refusing to name names, Ring Lardner Jr., was not only back from exile, but was about to receive the 1971 Oscar for M.A.S.H., a popular anti-war film. Yes, HUAC's successor, the House Internal Security Committee, had taken on the new left rebels of the late 60s, as is documented near the end of this volume, but this time history was being replayed as farce, or at least street theater. In 1970, it seemed an almost quixotic publishing venture to devote a fat book mainly to the ideological warfare of the era that took its name from a dead and discredited senator from Wisconsin. Faded black-and-white archival stuff next to the bloody ongoing warfare in Asian jungles and American cities of the apocalypse now. As we begin the 21st century... The importance of this history is a given. An avalanche of Red Scare literature, movies, and plays, including Bentley's own invaluable Are You Now or Have You Ever Been, followed in the wake of Thirty Years of Treason, and even at this writing, well after the end of the Cold War, the hostilities of the times still glow like a pilot light just beneath the surface of our political culture— waiting to reignite at almost any provocation. Merely the presentation of an honorary Academy Award to Ilya Kazan in 1999 was enough to spark a rancorous ideological melee and the reopening of supposedly healed wounds, as well as a certain modish revisionism. Perhaps HUAC went overboard in its methods, this argument goes, but might not an abridgment of American democratic principles be justified in the cause of smiting, however ineffectually, the greater evil of totalitarianism? To wrestle with this question, you must look at the record, starting with what follows in these pages— the public trials of alleged subversives by politicians on an unchecked crusade. Were Washington's Red Hunters principled anti-communists, with the sole goal of unmasking those who aided and abetted an evil empire? Or were they vigilantes, using the pretext of national security to vanquish political foes advancing progressive domestic causes? Were their targets... Patriots or traitors? Martyrs or dupes? Or did interrogators and witnesses alike sometimes come in shades of gray? HUAC didn't expire completely until 1975, and only in 2001 have scholars started to gain complete access to the committee's 444 linear feet of records. The answers will keep coming. As Bentley knew, the voices of the actual confrontations, in all their, quote, human fullness, unquote, are essential evidence. Yet, at the time he assembled his book, that basic part of the public record was all but inaccessible. He discovered that even the libraries in his own academic home, Columbia University, had not bothered to collect the complete record of HUAC transcripts as they emerged over the years from the government printing office. As an antidote to this national amnesia, Thirty Years of Treason was a heroic act in its time, both by Bentley and his publisher, the Viking Press. This book is not, however, merely a document of our political past, but also a shadow history of mid-20th century American culture, featuring an all-star cast of artists and intellectuals.